Welcome back to the OU Shnei Mikra Project and our series on Parshat Vayakel. This is Menachem Nipteg, and in today's year we study Shvi, the seventh and last Aliyah, beginning with the first Pasuk of Perak Lamedchet of chapter 38. In today's Aliyah we discuss the courtyard of the Mishkan, the Chatzer. This courtyard contains primarily the Mizbah Ola, the sacrificial altar where all the sacrifices were brought. It also has a washing stand called the Kior, where the Kohanim would wash their hands. And it also have a curtain forming a partition around this courtyard, which will separate Chatzar Mishkan from the campsite that surrounds it. Pasak Aleph, Bayas et Mizbah Ola at even though other korbanot were brought on it, the primary korban, the primary sacrifice on this Mizbah is the daily korban Ola, as explained at the end of chapter 29 in Parshat Tetzaveh, Ola Tamid Dorotechem, even though Chatot, Asham, and Shlamim, Many other korbanot and korbanot mincha will also be offered on this mizbeach. This altar is made out of atzei shitim, chamesh amot orko, v'chamesh amot rochbo, rovua, five amot by five amot, v'shalosh amot kamato, and its height three amot high. Even though it's made out of wood, it's not a box, but rather it's like a frame. Pasek bet, v'yaz kanotav al arba pinotav. Each of the four corners had a protrusion, which is called keren hamizbeach. On these corners, on this keren, the coin would sprinkle the blood. The entire Mizbeach, this whole wooden structure, with its corner pieces, was all plated with Nechoshet, with copper. Recall that the metal in the entire courtyard of the Mishkan was Nechoshet, in contrast to the gold, the Zahav, that was inside the Mishkan. Before we finish the details of the Mizbeach, a short reminder of why the Mizbeach is so important. If we follow, as we've been doing through all of our Shiorim, the approach of Ramban, that one of the primary purposes of the Mishkan is to perpetuate Mamad Har Sinai. At that event, in chapter 24, we hear about a ceremony that takes place where Moshe Aaron, the Davan Avihu, and 70 leaders of the people go up Mount Sinai. At that ceremony, Moshe reads out Sefer Abrit, reads out the terms of the covenant. And to the terms of the covenant, Amisro answers Naseh Nishma, the famous acceptance of the laws but at that ceremony, when Am Yisrael accepts the covenant and they proclaim Nasev and Ishma, and Moshe takes the blood of the Korbanot and sprinkles it on the people, Moshe built a Mizbeach in Pasuk Dalad and Perachav Dalad. Moshe gets up in the morning and builds a Mizbeach Tahar at the bottom of the mountain. And on that Mizbeach, the people of Israel brought Korbanot Olot and Shlamin. To recreate that experience and that closeness to God in the Beit HaMikdash or in the Mishkan itself, just like the Mishkan area represents the mountain, the foot of the mountain now will be represented by the Chatzar Mishkan. Therefore, the Mizbeach will be the key vessel at the center of that courtyard. But just like at the foot of Mount Sinai, the Mizbeach stood below the mountain and looking towards the mountain, so too, the Mizbeach will be Lifnei Hashem in front of God. God Shechina will dwell on the Mishkan in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Amisa will bring Korbanot on the Mizbeach. Certainly, God does not need to be fed, but the idea of a Korban is that because this covenant is a working relationship between God and the people. God, in a sense, is our boss, and we are the nation serving Him. When Amisel brings a korban to God, it's like sharing a meal with God. By sharing a meal with God, this shows the friendship and the nature of our covenantal relationship. We identify with our boss, we enjoy a meal with Him, and in that sense, offering a korban is an expression of an inner feeling of closeness, kirvat to God, and surely not an attempt to feed a deity because this God does not need to be fed. One of the dangers in bringing sacrifices to God 
is the potential misunderstanding that God needs to be fed. And if I feed God in the proper manner and say these magic words and do this proper ritual in the right way, I can control God and get Him to do good things for me. Almost treating God like a vending machine. One of the main points that Chumash and later Nevim try to emphasize is that God doesn't work for us, but rather we work for God. And when someone brings a sacrifice to God, a korban to come close to God, the goal is not to feed the God, but rather the goal is for the person to remember this covenantal commitment to God and that he works for God, not that God works for him. That point is so fundamental to Judaism, that we work for God in contrast to God working for us. So when we study these laws of the Mishkan, we have to remember the need to be meticulous and follow detail exactly as God commands, as these partial will emphasize over and over again. But on the other hand, always to make sure to remember that all these actions of serving God in the Mishkan, especially the offering of sacrifices, the main goal is to be a reminder of our covenantal commitment and the purpose of our relationship and the experience of coming before God in the Mishkan should remind us of the original experience of standing before God at Har Sinai, accepting the covenant, saying Nasev and accepting upon ourselves to follow His laws and by doing so, being the nation that will bring the concepts of godliness to mankind. In Pasagimel, we continue and find about the different utensils that were made, that were necessary to do all the work that's associated with this Mizbeach. Vayasit kol klei ha-Mizbeach. also made all the utensils that come with the Mizbeach. Et sirot the pots, vete ya'im. is like a dustpan, where we collect the ashes to take them off the Mizbeach. Vete mizrakot, those are the basins that collect the blood from which the Kohanim sprinkle the blood onto the Mizbeach. Vete mizrakot, those are the forks or the pokers which we need to move around the pieces of meat. Veta machtot, also the shovels, which are necessary to move the coals or move the ashes. Kokela basa nechoshet, all these utensils were made out of nechoshet, out of copper. Vyas la mizbech michbar maserreshet nechoshet, as we explained earlier, there was also a screen that went around the mizbech. This was made out of a copper mesh, called a reshet. Tachat karkubo milamata ad chetzio. This michbar was placed under the middle area of the mizbech, there was a demarcation line because some of the blood was sprinkled on the top of the Mizbech, some on the bottom of the Mizbech. In Pasuk now, we find like with every other vessel, the need to carry it with poles. Therefore, four rings on the four sides of the Mizbech in order to hold the poles. He made now the poles out of wood, and now these are covered with nechoshet, out of copper. He put the badim, the poles, into these holders on the sides of the mizbech in order to carry it. And this entire construction, as we explained earlier, of the mizbech was hollow. It needed to be hollow to make it carryable, otherwise it would be way too heavy. And also, when they arrived and set up the mishkan, they would fill up this hollow area with adama, with dirt, as we learn at the end of Parsha Itro, Mizbech Adamata Seli, Besavach Dalav, Korbanot, that God wants us to bring, will be on Mizbech Adama. Vayaset HaKiyor Nechoshet, Vet Kanon Nechoshet, then Betzalel and his workers made the Kiyor again out of copper, and its base, its stand, also out of copper. What copper did they use? Bemarot HaTzovot, Asher Tzavu Petach Oamoid. This Kiyor was made out of a special donation of copper from copper mirrors, which Rashi explains beautifully, was donated by the women who came and brought their donations to the entrance of the Oamoid. I highly suggest you see the famous Rashi on this Pasuk. Rashi there explains how these were the mirrors that the women of Israel used when we were still in slavery in Egypt and their husbands would come home and would be very reluctant to have children. 
the women wanted to make sure that Am Yisrael continued. Paro would not get his way by destroying the people. And they did everything possible to make themselves look nice so that their husbands would be enticed to continue to have children. Take a look at the Rashi. There's a very beautiful hashkafa. There's a very beautiful outlook on life and what to do in times of affliction and why the Kior was made specifically from this donation carries together with it a very significant message. We now conclude the Aliyah with a description of how the courtyard was made. Pasik Tet, Vayaset HaChatzer, Lifat Negev Temana, Kalei HaChatzer, Sheish Mazar, Mea This courtyard was made by a partition made out of Sheish Mazar, which is twined linen. And these curtains from now on are going to be called Kalaim, or Kalei HaChatzer. The southern side, its length was a hundred amot. Because we need to string this curtain from pole to pole, the distance between one pole to the next will be five amot. Therefore, we need 20 amodim, 20 poles on each side. These poles will be called amodei hachatzer. And again, they will be made out of nechoshet, out of copper. Pasekyod, v'amodim esrim, v'adhem esrim nechoshet, 20 poles and their sockets made out of nechoshet, v'avei hamudim v'chashukehem kasef. However, the little clips that will attach the curtains to the poles, as well as the upper coating on the top of the pole, was made out of silver. We'll discuss this more in detail when we study the first Ali in Parsha Pekudeh, that even though the majority of the silver, over 100 kikar of silver was donated in the Maxita Shekel, most of it was used to make the silver sockets that held up the, the krashim, the beams of the Mishkan, but the leftover silver was used to make hooks called vavim. These hooks were used to hang the kalea the chatzer around, and also they covered and formed a coating of the top of these poles that surround the chatzer. If you look at it from afar, the entire chatzer are curtains being supported by copper poles, but the very top of the copper pole is coated with silver, and the little hooks that hold the curtain is also silver. So we have like a silver crown that goes and surrounds the chatzer of the mishkan. All this silver was collected from the maxita shekel that everyone had to give, as described in the beginning of Parshat Kitisa. And if you look at the Mishkan from a certain angle, you'd see something very beautiful. The very base of the Mishkan itself, at the bottom of all the beams that form the base of the Mishkan, that is going to be made out of silver. In other words, the base of the Mishkan is silver, the part that connects it, the whole thing to the floor. And the very top of the Chatzer of the courtyard around will be a crown made out of silver. So therefore, the very bottom and the very top of the Mishkan are made from the Maxita Shekel, where all of Am Yisrael is equal, and everything in between, all the gold and the Nechoshet and the copper, and all the vessels made out of those two metals, which came from the donations where everyone gave as much as they wanted, that was everything in between. It could be that this scheme of metals between gold, silver, and copper reflects a much deeper idea about the nature, not only of unity of Am Yisrael, how we all have to work together as a unit, but also, even though we're all unified and working together, Every person has to give his own effort as much as he can. We continue now with Pasuk Yed Aleph. The Lif'at Safon Me'abama, also the length to the north, will be 100 amot. Amudim Esrim, Badim Esrim Nechoshet, Vavei Amudim Bechashukim Kasef, just like before, 20 poles on each side, 5 amot between each pole. The sockets that hold up these poles made out of Nechoshet, but the hooks and the top and the coating of the top of the poles made out of silver. The Lif'at Yam, Kla'im Chamishim Bama, to the western side, now we have 50 amot length. Amudim asara, vadnehem asara, vavei ha'amudim v'chashukehem kasef. Just like before, but now only half of that length, 
the width will be only 50 amot, hence we need 10 poles instead of 20 poles. Parallel to the western side, the eastern side or the open side will also be 50 amot in width. The eastern side though cannot be like the western side, otherwise we'd be closed in and no one could enter. How are we going to make the entrance? The entrance, these 50 amot, is going to have an opening of 20 amot, and hence to form an opening of 20 amot, we have to have on each side of this opening 15 amot of curtains. So therefore, on the east side, even though the total length is 50 amot, the curtains will be 15 amot on one shoulder and 15 amot on the other shoulder. Because we need a pole every 5 amot, hence we're going to need three poles on each side. Therefore, Pasuk Yudalad, Klaim Chamesh Esleyama Elakatev, 15 amot of curtains on one side, Amudim Shlosha, Badim Shlosha, three poles for this 15 amot of Klaim, and three sockets to hold them up. Pasuk Yudalad, now on the other side of the entrance, forming the other side of the opening, we need a similar partition. Also 15 amot of curtain. Again, three poles and their sockets. All of these curtains were made out of sheish mazar, which is usually translated as twined linen. All of the sockets of all these poles was made out of copper. However, the hooks on top of the amudim, they connected the poles to the curtain and the coating of the top of the pole was made out of silver. And the very top of these poles was also made out of silver. All of the poles of the chatzar were coated on top with silver. Now that we have an opening on the eastern side, which is 20 amot wide, now we need a partition that will demarcate that opening and leave room to come in, but still form a separation. That screen will be called the masach, pasak yetchet, umasach shar chatzer maserokein, the screen or partition at the entrance to the chatzer will be made out of embroidery, of the classic materials, tchelet vargaman v'tolat shani v'shesh masar, v'esrim amaorech v'koma, as we said before, its length will be 20 amot, its height will be five amot high, just like all of the curtains of the chatzar. Because we have a length of 20, and again, we need a pole for every five amot, so now we need four poles to hold up this masach and four sockets. And just like all the other poles of the chatzar, the hooks and the coating on the top all made out of silver. But now the pegs of the mishkan and the pegs of the chatzar, even though these poles have sockets, they still need to be supported by a cord or a rope to give it extra strength. Those cords or strings had to be supported in the ground by pegs. All those pegs, these yitidot, all around the mishkan and the chatzar were all made out of nechoshet, all made out of copper, fitting the scheme of the courtyard of the Mishkan being Nechoshet. This concludes our study of Parshat Vayakel. We continue our study of the construction of the Mishkan with Parshat Pekudei in the next set of Shiurim.